Hi, this is Dawn Shereen, and this is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. It's a Sunday morning, and I just listened to church online. Um, you know, this isn't going to be a religious uh, uh, show today, but I just wanted to say that it kind of struck me today that we were talking, he, my pastor, was talking about the guy with the mud in his eye, you know, and how he trusted Jesus to help him. And at the end of the sermon, I have a feral cat whose name is Little Baby who came and curled up next to me and let me pull all this junk out of her eye and start loving on her and cover her up with a blanket because, as always, it's chilly in this house because, you know, my walls and stuff are all busted up and, you know, I live in the demolished house of the world here. Um, And it just kind of struck me as weird, I guess, that... God's put me on this path, and if you don't believe in God, then the universe has put me on this path, that Mother Nature has put me on this path to help people through my own experiences, and it's extremely humbling. So for any of you that I've helped or that have listened to my words and I've helped somebody else, you know, I think that's what the whole thing is supposed to be about. I think that we're all supposed to be on a path of helping and not hurting each other and to love each other, not necessarily in a sexual way. I'm not talking about that at all, though if you can love somebody in a sexual way and not hurt them, then go for it, man, enjoy. But that's not what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about the more subtle ways that we help people by holding the door open for them or just smiling or just being kind. And I'm coming back to this being kind again. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to make somebody smile. It doesn't take a lot to make somebody feel worthy or to help somebody through a situation that you may not know they're going through. Just hold the door open for them or just a smile is such a simple way to show people that you care, even though if you don't know them, to show humanity and to show that we are all the same, that we all have the same needs for love and compassion and, you know, and to feel wanted and needed and that we have a place in this world it doesn't take a lot to be kind so that's just a small thing that I wanted to get on today while my head was still in it and uh, you know this cat today let me love on it for like well over 45 minutes while I just pet it and gave it kisses and just warmed it up and held it and just let it know that you know you might be feral as all get out and you might not want my touch But right now you curled up in my lap and you're loving it and you're purring and you're happy. Everybody needs to be happy. Everybody needs to feel a place that they belong. So if you can, curl up in somebody's lap and start purring. No, I don't mean that unless you can. I'm missing my bris, so I'm thinking about that, about curling up in his lap and just being loved. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to let people know that they matter. If you can make somebody feel that they matter today, go do it. Help them out. You know, it doesn't take a lot. Just show people that you care. Show people that their lives are vital and that you really would like for them to keep on choosing life. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, what else is going on? A lot actually is going on. Let me just get some, through some of this housekeeping stuff first. Um, if you're listening, thank you. Um, if you want to help the show progress and help me get some sponsorships so that the show can get better, um, drop me a review. There's plenty of places to do it. Um, Pod Chase.
Pod Chaser is one of them. Um, apparently, Podbean you can leave a message on or a review on. Um, I think on Bullhorn you can leave a review. Apple, of course, you can leave reviews there, which I don't see because I don't have an Apple phone. But go ahead and do it because I have other means of finding out if reviews are being left on Apple. Um, I think Google Podcasts you can leave a review on. And, um, you know, if just if not go to Twitter, look for me there. You can just, like, drop a line there and let me know that you're listening and that you're enjoying the show. Uh, I've gotten a few reviews here and there. They're all been good so far, so let's try to keep up that. Um, although bad reviews will help me grow, I'd prefer to get good reviews right now while I'm still looking for sponsorship. This coming Tuesday, I'll be on Cause Pods, which is a podcast that... Um, has people on that actually have a cause, which I do have a cause, which is, you know, mental health destigmatization and um, my suicide awareness and prevention. Um, I'll let you all know when it airs. I'm very excited about this. This uh, was, we've, we booked this in, gosh, I think early October. It's been a long time coming, and in all actuality, I truly forgot about it until I was going through my notes, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. I've got a few coming up in the next couple weeks and uh, I'll try to let you all know when they're coming up so you can give them a listen and support the other podcaster as well as me okay so Bruce and I are talking again oh the other dude now y'all know his name we're talking again um it feels so much better I haven't talked to Scott in a week as we all kind of suspected was going to happen I'm not dying over it yet but it's just so typical of how it goes with Scott and I that we could be totally in love one weekend, or I can be totally in love with him because he's still, well, that's a lie. He told me one time that he loved me, but he's not his normal MO is to let me know that he cares about me at all. So, you know, Briss came by this week and finally broke the ice on our stupid, stupid fight, our stupid tiff. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen between that. I'm telling you, if you can avoid ever being in a love triangle, really avoid it, because it's not a good thing to be in. It's very confusing, and somebody always winds up losing, and it's generally the person who has the two people. Um, I mean, I can love them both, and I do love them both, and I love them both differently, which, if that makes any sense at all, if I could combine them into one man, and I would have the perfect man on my hands, Bruce isn't that far from unperfect. He has his things, but comparatively speaking, if I could, I would curl up in his lap forever and just live there. Um, yeah, if that doesn't say I love you, I don't know what does, but um, this isn't about Briss. I mean, it is about Briss, but this whole show isn't about him, so I'm sorry I said your name so many times, okay? I just, I just, I'm missing you, and even though we're getting better, I am sorry for whatever it is that I did, or didn't do, or whatever, um, I apologize, I do, from the depth of my heart, I love you, um, so, there's other stuff going on, I'm, finally I've found a spot where I can start my, uh, suicide, I don't know what to call it, I hate to call it, like, suicide club, because then it sounds like we're all planning on committing suicide, suicide group just doesn't give it enough, um, I was going to call it apostrophe.com meeting space, which I still kind of like that, apostrophe meeting space, because if you don't know what that means, it means that you put an apostrophe where the story hasn't quite ended yet, 
So the whole apostrophe thing is like my story's not over yet, and it has to do with people who have tried to commit suicide, thought about suicide, um, contemplating suicide, have suicidal ideations. And I really, really want to start a group out here where the suicide rate is outrageous, as I've mentioned before. I want to do something, a safe place where people can go and talk about it, um, whether they're debating it, whether they've lost somebody to their family, whether somebody in their family is contemplating it, a safe place people can go and just hash it out and just not feel ostracized or stigmatized that they have this situation in their lives, a safe place for people to go to talk about a forbidden taboo t subject, which I'm trying to de-taboo uh, greatly. And it's getting there. It's getting there. It's still not there yet. It's getting there, though. And the more we talk about it, the less frightening it seems, I think, to people that, uh, you know, it's just like anything. Like, I remember back in the day when I was growing up, cancer was the big C word, and nobody ever talked about cancer. It was just, like, a taboo subject. Diabetes was a taboo subject when I was growing up, which it seems really odd nowadays with, you know, all the uh, commercialization of, you know, diabetic wellness stuff. Uh, but it was. People never talked about it. Cancer was huge. The big C. I still to this day remember and, and thinking, because, you know, I love cookies. So I would always think that the big C was cookies. And I could never understand why people weren't talking about cookies when, in fact, it was cancer. Um, so my hope is that by the time I pass away, which my uh, ultimate outlook is 91 years old. So I've got a long time to put my dogs in this fight and get it to the point where people can talk about suicide without feeling like they're, I don't know what the word is, like most people don't want to hear about it. They feel like when people talk about suicide, they're talking about it because they're looking for sympathy. And I don't think that's true. I think people talk about suicide when they've hit their wits ends and they don't know what else to do. And they're just trying to verbalize the pain that they're in and verbalize that they need help. And people take it wrong and think that they're just seeking seeking sympathy. So I'll say that fast five times. Seeking sympathy. And, okay, there are those who do that, and I don't like those kind of people that play on suicide as a way to get attention. That's not the right way to go about it. You're wasting people's resources and time if that's all you're trying to do. If you're legitimately considering suicide, I'm going to say nine out of ten times you're not talking about it at all. It's just the way it is. You're ashamed. You're scared. You're uh, you're at your you're you're at the end of your rope. You don't literally, which is a really bad analogy. I'll admit that, but you know what I mean. And you don't know what to do, and so you're hoping that this one person that you've opened up to will listen to you, and will listen to you. That's really all it takes. Most of the time, when I was there, and I would just find one person that would talk to, that would listen to me. I would talk it out myself. I would talk through it, and by the end of it, I'm not necessarily going to say I feel 100% better, but I felt like I was viable, that somebody had taken enough time to let me just spew all this bullshit diarrhea garbage out and help me in that way. It doesn't take a lot to help people. I think that's the message I'm trying to get to today. It doesn't take a lot. You know, if you just... If you are very mindful of what you're doing and who you're around, you'll see that it takes little to nothing to help somebody through a hard situation. You know, maybe they're hungry. Feed them. 
Maybe they just need to be listened to. Listen to them. Maybe they just need to sit in silence with you and just be. Just be with them. You know, not everybody, not everybody is going to take all your energy and time when all they need is just to know that they're relatable. You know, that they're human. That their feelings are legit. And that you can, if even if you can't understand their feelings, that you can at least relate to them as a human being and let them experience whatever it is that they're experiencing in a safe place with somebody that they, they obviously trust and care about, otherwise they wouldn't be there. It doesn't take a whole heck of a lot, people, to be kind. It really, really doesn't. Um, what else is going on? Oh, I saw my therapist this week. Um, it went okay. You know, I'm feeling, <laughs> you know, you know me. So, I mean, I told them about some of the um, illicit drug usage that's been going on, but not all of it. We talked a little bit about the neighborhood, which, you know, is hit or miss with me. Um, we talked some about my triangle, but not a whole lot, because I know that I know how he feels about my situation with that, and it's not good. Um, I know how he feels about me being a sexual person due to the fact that he is Mormon, and that's not good either. So I kind of glance over those subjects pretty quickly because oh, I also talk about drinking coffee with him which you know is a no-no in the Mormon religion so you know we have our we have our differences ultimately he's a really good dude and you know if he weren't my therapist I would probably be friends with him but I'm thinking I think I want to change therapists I'm thinking that I want to have a female therapist now that things are changing in my life and I'm not so suicide prone whereas when I first started seeing him I was definitely in a bad shape I mean from this year to last year it's kind of crazy how much I've changed I go through my Facebook memories and it's just like wow I was so broken last year I was just absolutely devastated last year and I mean I still have my devastated moments and yes I have a podcast called devastated which is about Scott and which I should listen to and realize that things with him are probably never ever going to change and I'm a fool for thinking that it will but um so I saw him and I'll be seeing him again in two weeks and um he got a big nice comfy chair in there I mean just like wow I mean so if nothing else happens in there I could at least come in there and take a nap for about 47 minutes and um you know take a nice snooze at my therapist's office um I'm pretty sure there was something else I wanted to touch on yeah I've got the upcoming interviews I've got some amazing guests coming up um David Woods Bartley will be coming on the 31st of this month if you don't know who he is you will learn soon and I have author Lauren Polly coming uh we haven't actually scheduled yet but she has um, signed on to do the show, so she'll be coming, I don't know, February, March, sometime around that. I myself have three interviews I'm doing on different podcasts. The first one's coming up, Cause Pods, and I'm doing Threads in February, and um, uh, a little bit of everything with me, with Angelica, coming up in February. So I will um, be sure to drop the dates next time I do the show, because actually I don't know what the actual dates are right now, except for David Woods Bartley, which is the 31st, and, um, I don't really feel like pulling all my paperwork out right now, and making all this noise and everything on here, so, 
yeah, so if you can, listen to them, support my other podcaster friends, and support me as well, and get to know me a little bit better, as they will ask questions that I would never think to, you know, think to tell you guys stuff that they're probably going to ask on there. Um, I'm not sure what the questions are going to be. I mean, of course, it's all going to have to do a little bit with mental health and stuff like that, but I have experienced other issues in my life other than that, which... I'm hoping we'll start to come up in the interview so you guys will start to see a different side to me and get the full picture of who I really am and why I'm doing what I'm doing and what formed me to become this person that I am today when at one point in time I was just an evil, nasty person and didn't give a shit about anybody and now I just want to help you all stay alive, as you all well know that. So, um, can't think of too much else to say right now, um... Yeah, I can't. So uh, this is Dawn Sharina. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. And hey, let's all stay alive, okay? Later.